Welcome to Married by Design, finishing well. What does it look like in life and how do we arrive there? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We've just begun a new series entitled The Best is Yet to Be. It's all about the second half of life and working toward having that period of your life be meaningful and productive. This series is not just for those who are over the age of 50. It's equally important for younger couples to begin to think about the issue of how you're going to live your life and what your lives will look like as you mature. It's easy to let life happen and pass by, but it takes a lot of work to actually plan it out and evaluate where we are and where we're going as a couple. Will we have a lasting legacy? How will we be remembered? What are the things that we can do right now in order to make the second half of our life and all that it could be and should be? Mark Twain, in his autobiography, considered the life of impact. He wrote, A myriad of men are born. They labor and sweat and struggle for bread. They squabble and scold and fight. They scramble for little mean advantages over each other. Age creeps upon them, infirmities follow, shames and humiliations bring down their prides and vanities. Those they love are taken from them, and the joy of life is turned to aching grief. The burden of pain, care, misery grows heavy year by year. At length ambition is dead, pride is dead, vanity is dead. Longing for release is in their place. It comes at last, the only unpoisoned gift earth ever had for them. And they vanish from a world where they were of no consequence, where they achieved nothing, where they were a mistake and a failure and foolishness, where they have left no sign that they ever existed, a world which will lament them a day and forget them forever. Very introspective and somewhat morbid. Moses goes through the same kind of reflection as a believer in Psalm 90. In verse 10, he writes, The years of our lives are seventy or even by reason of strength, eighty. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Then in verse 12, he writes, So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. I think what he's saying is it's important to realize how short time is, and that we should use it wisely. Life is full of toil and trouble, but it's also full of opportunities. We need the heart of wisdom so that the latter part of our lives will be a joy and will be productive. The opposite of Mark Twain's view of living a life of no consequence or achieving nothing. In this episode, we will look at some individuals in the Bible that lived to ripe old ages, but also lived the second half of their life with vigor and effectiveness. The question is, what does it look like to finish well? Last week, we looked at examples of how to finish poorly. Let's look at some examples this week that should encourage and motivate us. We're going to look at a number of examples of individuals who lived to an older age and then developed some aspects of what it looks like to end well. In Genesis 25, there's a description of Abraham in his latter years. It says, These are the days of the years of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. 
175 years. Wow. You can also see the life of Moses. I want to read a section of Deuteronomy 34. In verse 7, this is how Moses was described at the time of his death. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated, and the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. You can see the end of Joshua's life in Joshua 24. This is a chapter in which he gives us a great speech challenging the children of Israel to follow the Lord. He said, choose this day whom you will serve. In verse 29, it records, after these things, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. Then there's Caleb. This is the way that he described himself in Joshua 17 verse 10. And now, behold, I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then, for war and for going and coming. In the time that we have today, we just want to make some observations about these individuals and the latter parts of their lives. We should be looking forward to better times in our life and having the second half of our life a time of great joy and productivity. These individuals are great examples. The first thing that we observe is that these individuals were still mentally sharp. Ranging in age from their 80s to 175, their speeches and their interaction toward the end of their life demonstrate that they still had a great ability to focus mentally and communicate well and to challenge the people that they were with. And part of finishing well living with an expectation that the best is yet to be is having the expectation that we will continue to be mentally sharp and learning. It's a very sad thing to hear about people in the latter part of their life struggling with diseases such as Alzheimer's and dementia. It, it is really clear that those diseases can occur in people's lives, and it's due to no fault of their own. That's right. And while we recognize that there are some things that are beyond our control as we age, we also need to make the choices that will enhance the second part of our life and keep us mentally sharp. As we look at Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, all these individuals that were well advanced in years were still mentally sharp. They were still providing leadership for the nation of Israel and challenging people to live a life of faith. They could still think, process, and respond to situations mentally. You don't see that sense of dullness in their lives as they got older. I, I think the same thing is possible for us. As you move into the second part of your life, you need to do all that you can within your power to keep your mental sharpness. To have an expectation that the best is yet to be, we need to continue to work at learning, reading, studying, discussing, debating issues. We need to continue to engage our minds and exercise the mental muscles. One of the things that I love about my job as a work comp adjuster right now is that it's so mentally challenging. From the evaluation of claims to discussions and negotiation, I find that the job is mentally stimulating. We all need to find things in the second part of our life that will keep up that mental stimulation. Whatever the source, we just want to challenge you as you look at the second half of your life to understand that part of really enjoying it and being productive is to be mentally sharp. We should never give up on learning and adapting. Sometimes we may be slow to learn the new technology and trends, but I believe it's important to understand the world around us and the tools that we have. And in order to do that, we need to be mentally with it. 
Well, besides the mental strength, we can see that these individuals were still physically strong and had stamina. Read the verse about Moses that his eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. Wow, at 120, he was still strong. Caleb said at 85 years old when he was dying, I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. It's important to understand as we enter the second part of our life that our physical strength and stamina will begin to wane, but it's not a foregone conclusion that we are destined to be an invalid for the second half of our lives. A lot of the choices that we make contribute to that lack of stamina and weakness. If you want to be effective in the kingdom of God and truly enjoy your life, you need to continue to work at physical strength and stamina. We've talked in previous episodes about the importance of exercise, whether It's as part of a resolution or just caring for yourself. The third aspect that is important to see in these individuals' lives as they grow older was that they were still socially active. All these individuals were engaged with the people of Israel in leadership roles, and they were an encouragement to the people around them. They issued challenges, and there was a clear connection between the people and the leader. Joshua gave that incredible challenge to the people of Israel to continue to follow the Lord. When Moses died, it's recorded that there were days of weeping and mourning. I think it's foundational to the second part of your life to understand that we need to be socially engaged. As we grow older, we should not be isolating ourselves and only keeping to our own affairs. God has given us at that point in our life, hopefully, a good amount of wisdom and insight. And we have the incredible opportunity to share that wisdom with others. We have seen some as they've gotten older and they just kept to themselves and just seemed to fade away relationally. They just stayed at home and really did not interact with others or even go to church. That's a very sad situation. As we said, just when they had the greatest amount to offer, they did not allow those that were around them to enjoy the fruit of what God had taught them. That connection is so important for us as individuals as we get older. That social encouragement, the support, and responsibility is so important to see. That connection with others is crucial to a good second half of life. The day that we stop seeing our responsibility to care for, encourage, and challenge others is the day that our life begins to fade away, even before we actually pass away. The last aspect that we want to see in these men is their heart for the kingdom of God and God's mission that never faded. Until the very end, these men of great age were involved in the ministry of leading and encouraging the people of God. They lived out the example that they had set and they continued until the very end of their life. They taught people and challenged them and built into people so that the next generation would be ready. We'll keep on saying this. There is no retirement from the Christian life. You may have the opportunity to retire from your profession, but the ministry that God has called you to never ends while you're in this life. The Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations doesn't stop when you're 50 or 60 or 70. That's right. I really wish that there were more people in their 60s and 70s and 80s that were discipling younger people one-on-one. It's exciting to me to see an individual who has such a great amount of wisdom using that wisdom to invest in the lives of those that are younger. That mentoring relationship can be crucial for a person who's younger in their faith. What a joy it is for somebody who is older to be encouraged by meeting with somebody who's younger. That is part of a vital Christian life. 
That's part of a vital second half of life, to be about God's work. Because you've cultivated a mental strength and physical strength and kept your connections strong, you have the ability to make a difference for the kingdom of God even as you age, especially as you age. There's one other aspect of this vital Christian life that Bruce Pepin talks about in his book. We talked about the two great commandments of loving God and loving others. Those also don't stop when you're 60 or 70 years old. We need to continue to cultivate our love for Christ and our devotion to Him. And we need to continue to see that our love for others calls us to be involved in their lives and respond to needs around us. That's what makes for a vital, exciting second half of life. What a great challenge it is and what an opportunity. What a hope that we should have in this life as well as the next, to live in anticipation of what God can do in our lives. The second part of our lives should be even better than the first, as Robert Browning said in his poem. In the second half of your life, as in the first, you have a chance to do all that God wants you to do. With those resources of your mental, physical, and social strength, you can accomplish all that He wants you to do. Our prayer for us in our lives is that we would be able to say what Jesus said in John 17, verse 4. He said, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Or to hear those words from our Savior, well done, good and faithful servant. That work and that stewardship isn't just in the first part of life, but is also in the second. Now your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to talk and discuss as a couple this concept of anticipating and preparing for a great second half of life. Talk about these different areas of your mental, physical, social, and spiritual lives in the future. What is an area that you need to work on right now to shore up so that you're living your best second half of your life? Well, let me pray. Father, we just pray for each person that's listening to this podcast that they would be excited about the opportunities that they will have in the second part of their life. God, help us teach to be good stewards of our physical body and our minds and our relationships, God, that uh, we would really enjoy that second part and that you would use us in great ways in the kingdom of God. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. What a challenge it is for us to go through this book again and think about these issues. We're excited that we're enjoying the second half of our life that we're now in And understand again what it means to live a life that God created us to live. A life full of joy and anticipation and excitement and satisfaction in the ministry that He's given to us. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We would ask you to share this podcast with somebody right now by pressing on the share button. You can put it on Facebook or Instagram or text out a link to this podcast so that others know about it. Next week on our podcast, we're going to look at the midlife crisis. Why does it happen and the way to easily avoid it? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.